Guys, just before we get into this podcast, I just want to let you know that we are running a private online three-day Awaken Your Potential event. It starts week commencing the 26th of February, the first 150 places totally free. In the description, I've left the link for you to register and secure your free place. I really hope you enjoy this first part of our prelims course, which is the Peak Performance Playbook. We're going to be focusing purely on fueling your focus. I've also left the link in the description of the YouTube video, should you want to see the visuals on the whiteboard to help you. Enjoy the podcast. I think decision making is, um, it's not deciding, we're not looking at simple things like deciding whether um, we're going to have a drink tonight or we're not going to have a drink tonight. Um, it's really about understanding major game-changing decisions that are really going to affect and, and decide the direction and the effects of our own life for us personally and for those that are around us. Now, I want to share five key decisions that I've made in my life that I think are the game-changing decisions in my life, okay? And then we're going to – and then I'm going to go through um, – then I'm going to go through, if you like, the frameworks of the making decisions. And then we're going to look back and see um, what led me to make those decisions. OK, so we're going to kind of come to the story, go back, come to the story. So the first one, the first major decision that I ever made was um, leaving my secure job. Um, I, I was running a six million pound McDonald's um, store. I was in charge of nearly 80 staff i was only 22 years old when i was doing that and i was earning fairly good money at the time had a fairly good life really good social life and i um, decided to go to the cinema one time watch um, black hawk down see a royal marine commando advert see that that was what i wanted to do and somehow I had to tell my who, who ended up turning out to be my former wife and the mother of my older kids that I was going to basically leave that job, uproot our life and go and join the Royal Marines. Now, that was obviously a major decision. Okay, And um, that decision was made because I knew that there was something more in life than just managing a six million pound McDonald's store standing at the back. And I wanted more out of life. So at the time when I was thinking about the decision, I was looking for adventure i was looking for um dynamic i was looking for camaraderie i was looking for development and i was only 22 so that was the first decision that i made that was monumental okay the second most important decision i ever made was on the other side of that which was leaving the royal marines now um the Royal Marines for me was like I was in for 22 years. I was set to do 22 years. Um, I was going to stay in. I had my career mapped out. I was one of the most advanced um, guys in terms of getting through the ranks and, and going up the tables and, and building probably which which is probably considered one of the best jobs in the core. And that was going through becoming a sniper, physical training instructor, adventure training instructor. And really just having an unbelievable career. And I then decided to walk away from that career to come home and be at home and try and make family life. Okay, And that obviously had monumental effects, which we'll come to. 
the third major decision of my life was um, getting divorced from my first wife. Um, purely 100% my fault within that realm, uh, within that within that situation. Um, monumentally, and I can see it now, has huge effects on the connection I have with my big two. Um, but like we'll come on to in a minute, um, we'll talk about the impacts and the things that I had to consider when I was making those decisions. Okay. Um, the fourth major decision I would consider of my life was closing down my first business. Um, and it was when COVID happened and I'd lost all passion for that business and decided that this was what I wanted to do full time. Okay. So in theory, up until really only, which is mad to think about it, up until like only three and a bit years ago, three and a half years ago, this was almost my side hustle. Okay. Um, and then I made that decision to take that leap and then dive into here, which again, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and then the other final huge decision that I've made um, or made was um, to have another two children, uh, at, like in my 40s, okay, with, with my now wife. And that was a huge decision that I had to make because I desperately didn't want any more kids, okay? And uh, again, we're going to come on to some of the considerations when, we, when I go through the, through the um, timeframes, okay? So when I look at key decisions... I think it's really important and it's a, it's a really good exercise for you guys to be able to do, to go away and think about key decisions that you've made over your life. So what are the top decisions that you've gone through your life and that you've made? Okay. And this, this is almost going to, this is going to evolve into an exercise that I, again, I want you to achieve for Sunday. Okay. And I want you to think about those major decisions that you made and the state that you're in emotionally, mentally, physically at the time, okay? And I'm going to go through some of these frameworks, some of these considerations that I've got here, and then we can start connecting the dots, okay? So the first thing that I um, want us to really think about um, when we're making decisions is what is the ROI, return of investment, on making those decisions, not only professionally, but personally, okay? And I think this is really important because we have to understand what ROI is when we're thinking about the decisions that we make. So what's the return on your time? What's the return on your energy levels? What's the return on your fulfillment, okay? And these are things that we have to think about because if we make one decision, okay? If we make one decision, then it, then it could affect the amount of time that you're spending on something. So I made the decision to obviously start looking at this app. How much time and energy is it going to take? Is it going to work? There is obviously a risk that actually it might not be suitable for what we want. So I could end up spending, investing money in it and it not working. But I feel like we need an upgrade. I feel like we need a, uh, I feel like we are moving forwards. And if we're going to promote elite movement, I feel like we need an elite platform so again when i'm making these decisions i'm thinking roi fulfillment of my clients fulfillment of my um, uh, students fulfillment of me and my job making it easier for us to manage you these are all of these considerations that we're having to make so i want you to think about time energy fulfillment 
in terms of the decision that you're going to make? What returns are you going to get back from that? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, the second sort of consideration I, I thought about was prioritizing tasks based on impact on your goals, okay? So if you decide to do something, okay, and it has a low impact on the goals that you've set yourself, why are you doing it? Okay, this is what you have to ask yourself. So when we're thinking of that decision, whenever we make decision, we, we ponder, we think, we reflect. So one of the first go-tos for me is when I'm making a decision, does it have a high impact on me achieving my goals or does it have a low impact on my goals? So then when we go to the ROA of time, energy and fulfillment, the one we just had. So if I'm doing something and it's low impact on the things that I said I was going to achieve, then my ROI of time, energy and fulfillment is poor. Does that make sense to everyone? So then when I go here and I do something, I make a decision to go and develop this brand new app. It then looks at high impact. So my time, my energy and fulfillment is being spent wisely. Now, if you look at this in a, in, a, in a complete flip reversal and you think, let's not look at time, let's look at money. So when we spend money, if we're spending money on things that don't benefit us, don't improve us, don't um, inflate an investment, and we start spending money on things that are low investment, that are not really benefiting us, why would you spend that money? So you all do this because you probably go on Amazon and you're just like, oh, that little, that'll do. I'll have some of them. I'll have some of that. And you never see it again. You are all making an investment in yourself in this platform to better yourself, whether it's in business, whether it's your career, whether it's personal, whether it's as a father, whether it's as a personal. So you think about the money you spend here, high impact. So in terms of making this decision to be here, what we're doing is going, that's a high impact. I need to be more structured. I need to be around like-minded people. I need a mentor, guide or coach. I need some training and education. It's a high impact. So whenever I look at people when they're deciding whether to join us or not, a lot of them, will put investing themselves as a low impact because their relationship with themselves is that they are last in the pecking order. Whereas what we've got to convince ourselves and understand is that when we lead us, we lead everybody else. When we lead us, we make better decisions in a career or in our business. When we lead us, we're in shape. We're doing things that benefit us. We make better decisions. So then when we come back to the time thing, it's kind of like the same thing, time, money, same mentality. Is everyone with me so far? Yeah? All right. So the way that I like to do this, and no sevens, I like to score this. So if I'm looking at something and I'm trying to make a decision, if I think about something, a decision that I have to make, I would then score it in terms of impact on my goals, on the outcomes that I want to set. So if I say I'm going to do A and it has a good impact on me achieving my goals, i.e. I go to the gym three days a week, 
and I do jujitsu five times a week. That's helping me stay in shape and be mentally and emotionally fit. And I do those things. My decision to go to jujitsu and go to the gym has an impact score of nine or 10. Okay, make sense? If I then make the decision to go, instead of going to jujitsu, and I have done this before, and I know some of you have, instead of going to jujitsu, I feel I need to work. I feel I need to just write this email. I don't feel like I can go into jujitsu because I can't think of anything else other than I have to do this work. Then it has a low impact. So that my decision to stay at home and work rather than go jujitsu is a low impact. So it's going to be a bad decision for me. Make sense? And this is where we then start thinking about what's the bigger picture, the long term framework here that we've got. OK, so. When I've done things, when I've made bad decisions and gone, I can't go to the gym, I can't go to jujitsu because I feel under pressure at work. It's because I've forgotten I'm still in a career for the next 30 years. I'm still working for the next 25, 30 years as it stands because I like doing it. So me thinking that I can't go to jiu-jitsu because I've got to work is monumentally a bad decision because I've forgotten that actually I've got the next 30 years to build the business. So me quitting on my health and me improving myself mentally and emotionally to stay at home and do those emails turns out to be a bad decision. Yeah. So this, this is the process that we're going through, right? And when you practice this process and you do it more frequently, okay, it becomes second nature and you make decisions quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. So what will happen in your head, you'll go, um, I'm going to stay up and watch a next Netflix series. It doesn't finish to 11, but I really want to get it in. Well, wait a minute. If I do that, it's going to impact me getting up in the morning. I'm going to be grouchy and I'm not going to be productive in the morning. Bang. This is all happening within a split second. And you'll go, it's monumentally a bad decision to stay up to 11 to watch a Netflix series because it's going to ruin me the next day. So make the decision to go to bed. And actually tomorrow, the next Netflix series is still going to be there. I'll watch it tomorrow. So again, these decisions happen within seconds, okay? Okay, then we need to do risk assessments. Now, this is what, um, this is what I would consider really important for bigger decisions, not like your Netflix or going to bed. So if you are unhappy within your career right now, I want you to be honest and put in the comments yes or no. It's just a yes or no answer. First decision of the night. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of yeses, there's some no's. Yes, happy. Okay. All right, so there's a there's a definitely a 50-50 split. So let's run this scenario. Okay, let's just run this scenario. The decision is do I leave the job that I'm in and go and find another one? Who's been in that position before? Yeah. Or yeah, most of you. So that's the that's the scenario. That's the decision that we've got. Okay, so what's the risk in staying? 
What's the risk in staying in this job? Well, the risk in staying in this job is I stay unfulfilled. I stay unchallenged. I become even more miserable. I then resent my life even more. I then become increasingly emotionally detached from other people. I drink more to cope better. So these are all the risks of you staying in that job. You could even get to the point where you become so overwhelmed with hate for the job or discontent that you don't do the job well and you get laid off. Okay, so these are all the risks. These are all the risks. Okay, so what's the risk in leaving? Okay, what's the risk in leaving? The risk in leaving is, is the grass going to be greener? Is it financially viable? Am I going to feel vulnerable? Am I going to feel anxious? Okay. And then we've got to kind of think about other things like these are the, these are the key things that we're thinking about. Happiness, finance, life, I put life sucking here or lifestyle design. The truth is, okay, and then the last one here is how does it affect others? The truth is, is that we don't ever know. We can never tell what's going to happen. We can't know whether going to, I could never tell with me leaving that business and dropping the business that's like changed my life, that saved my life, that I run for seven years. I could never fully know that leaving that job or that decision was going to work. And there was an element of risk involved. Okay, so when we think about the element of risk involved, we go, okay, I can either stay doing a job that I am disconnected in, a job where um, I have to keep doing split shifts to run circuits and I'm not seeing the kids. I know the position I'm in right now is making me unhappy. But if I take a leap of faith and I come in to do this and I run this, who knows what could happen? But I'm going to control the things that I'm going to control. And I'm going to throw myself into this business and I'm going to throw myself into a model and I'm going to throw myself out there and see what happens. And when I made those decisions, when it comes to those decisions, I would rather I gave something a go. Living a happier life, more fulfilling life. OK, and it is super, super important that you guys, when you are making decisions, OK, that when you're making decisions that you're. You, you've, you can't get caught up in that perfect mentality. There is going to be an element of risk, no matter what you do. And what you have to come down to is that, am I, and I come down to this, am I gonna regret more staying in a business that makes me unhappy? Or am I gonna regret the fact that I never tried something different? So it comes down to which do I not want to regret the most? What do I not want to regret the most? So sometimes that's what a decision comes down to. Do you know, does that make sense? I know we're going in quite deep. Okay. Cool. So these are a couple of strategies that I have used in the past for major decisions. Like I wouldn't necessarily do these if I'm deciding whether to have fucking fish or steak in a restaurant. Okay. Um, so decision loops I call these and this allows me to visually look so I did this when I was thinking about how do we find a new platform to to to, to, to upgrade the way that we're delivering our content and our coaching okay so 
I visualized possible outcomes. So when we talked about the app, I was like, what are the visual, what are the possible outcomes that could happen here? Okay. This could happen. That could happen. Positives, negatives, curveballs. And what I found when I was doing it, I was like, God, fucking Jesus, I could walk out the door and I could get run over by a bus. Do you know what I mean? So it's an overthinking process, but I think doing a little controlled brain dump about all the possible options is really great. And when I used to be in the military, when we used to do orders, I remember doing orders and always having like a standard operation procedure. If we get contact here, here's our escape route. If we get contacted here, here's our escape route. And all I'm really doing is understanding like the backup plan. And I think that when we do these little loops on the whiteboard here, we do all the loops, brand new home for the platform, all the positives, and they just run off each other. All the negatives, well, these could all end up here. But ultimately, we've got a solid home environment. So if it all goes P-Tong, we just keep you in many in mighty network still. And if it doesn't work, we just come back. Do you know what I mean? As long as you're still getting the coaching, you're still getting development, you're still getting the accountability, ultimately, it could be the best move we've ever made. Do you know what I mean? Okay, um, so I've talked about the outcomes, the consequences, and it helps with those informal decisions. Winston Churchill used to have a great method about making the decisions. He would simply draw a line down the middle of an A4 page and he would put pros and cons. And whichever had the most, that's what he would go with. Okay, so whatever that decision was, he would literally just brain dump. Here's all the pros, bang, 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 bang. Here's all the cons, bang, bang, bang. Okay, there seem to be more pros than cons. Let's go for it. If there's more cons than pros, Maybe we think twice. Make sense? So next time, or if you're stuck in a decision, start thinking about doing something like this. Because I can guarantee each one of you somewhere along the way in your life right now, you've got a decision that needs to be made. Okay? So this might just help make that decision. Okay? The, the one that's here, the last one, is super simple. And it's something I always do, is ask for advice. Like, how simple is it just to just fucking ask someone that you trust? Do you know what I mean? Ask me. Ask John. Okay, so I put here, you can ask your mentor, your wife, your friend. But there are some considerations, okay? Um, are you asking the right person? Okay? If I go up to, uh, I don't know, Paul, let's go to Paul Dickinson. If I went up to Paul Dickinson and I turned around and said, Oh, I don't know whether to leave my wife or not. And he's just come out of a relationship where his wife's just fucked him over. He's going to, yeah, leave her, get rid of her. He's not going to be the right person to ask that question, right? I really hope that hasn't happened to you, Paul, because that would be pretty fucking awkward if I just asked you that. Um, and it's like, it's, it's asking the right people. So when I ask in my mastermind, okay, about some advice, I don't, so it's a mixture of men and women, I only ask the men because the women are not going to give me the point of view that I need. Does that make sense? So we're asking the right people. Okay. If they're negative people, trying to ask them something that uh, is going to be a positive on you, they don't, they don't probably care. Do you know what I mean? They, don't, they won't care. Okay. Are they knowledgeable? Basically, are they qualified to answer or help you? Make sense? Okay. So when we look at some of these things that we've gone through, and then we look at the key decisions that I made, joining the Royal Marines, okay? When I joined the Royal Marines, I think that I didn't do any decision loops. 
I was pretty selfish in my decisions. My ROI was pretty much having the life that I wanted to have. And that's a pretty good ROI, right? I, I, I literally put it on the line there. I literally put it on the line. Um, and the ROI was that I was going to build a career that I wanted to be in. Okay. Um, did it have a high impact on my goals? Well, I didn't have goals at 22. I just wanted to be a machine in the Marines. I just wanted, I always wanted to be a Royal Marine sniper and physical training instructor. But when I got into the Marines, I then started to set goals and I actually become a Royal Marine sniper and physical trainer because that's what I said I was going to do. And that's where a lot of the stuff that I talk to you stems from. That's where the seed of it is. It makes you grow, right? Risk assessment. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even risk assess. I was flat broke. I got into so much debt because I left the McDonald's early because I knew I didn't want to do it anymore. And I spent five months unemployed while I was trying to get in. Like such a terrible mistake as a young 20 year old. And I had no parents there to guide me really. Um, so overall, that decision was really impulsive, but it happened to be probably the best decision of my life. The best decision of my life. Leaving the Royal Marines. Now that was a little bit more calculated. Okay, that was a case of, right, what are the possible solutions? What are the possible consequences? But overall, the overriding reason I left was because I wanted to be a part of my kids' lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Because I never got that because my dad died when I was six. So there was an emotional connection to wanting to do that. And it had to be ruthlessly strong because I ruthlessly loved the military and loved my career. Nothing else would have made me left, okay? Divorce. Um, I think that is one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. Like I think in terms of, 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 of making that decision to, to even though it's completely, I was in the wrong, to then come away from that, that environment because I didn't believe it was the right environment for the kids to grow up. And I didn't believe that it was the right environment for me and and their mum to grow up to, to 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 try and continue in that vein and that was a really tough decision and that affected me uh, for a very long time in terms of guilt over emotions it led me to drink it led me to it was one of the contributing factors that led me to suicide so the roi really was very long term there was no ROI in divorce. There is, there is no return of investment. There is nothing there. But you only get those returns later on in life when you turn around and you suddenly find your path again and you start to find you again and so does your former partner. So in terms of those decisions, again, very emotionally driven, which we all are, right? Um, closing the business, it was based around lifestyle design. And it was based around happiness and it was based around freedom. It's about wanting the things that I want in life. So for all of you, lifestyle design is so important. And we probably do this on the next talk. And when I met the guys last week on my mentor program, on the top 1%, we spoke about lifestyle design and every decision that you make basically reinforcing the life that you want. Every single one of you should have a picture or a vision of the life that you want. You should, you should know what that blueprint looks like. You know, when we have blueprints for houses, right? It tells you exactly where the rooms are going to be, where everything is. 
you are in theory should be creating this blueprint of the life that you want. You should visualize what that relationship is like in that. You should visualize what your body looks like, how you react, what your career is, how much time you, and money that you're earning. All of these things present you with the life that you want. And everything that you're doing should be about moving towards the light, which is that thing, right? So that's so important. And me closing that business was going, I don't want that life anymore. This is the life that I want. And again, over the next five years, it's about building the life where I need, where I feel I need to be when I'm 50. Okay. So when I did my 10 year plan when I was 40, I completely, completely fit that, flipped that. So my next five years has nothing to do with the last five years. Okay. I completely shifted that and broke that 10 year plan in half, like snapping a smile and going, I now want this. Because we all change, you will all change. The version of you today is going to be a very different version of you in one year, in three years, in five years, which is why it's so important that you evolve with your age and with the things that you want in life. So important because the decisions that you make will change. Do you know what I mean? They will change. Um, and then the last one was having another two kids. And that was very much about quite the opposite of my first decision in life which was was it selfish joining and running away and joining marines maybe in some way but this was about not being selfish and this was about giving somebody who has a huge impact on my life something that she desperately wants okay and turns out to be the best thing of my life as well in terms of finding purpose again in for, at 40 with uh, relationships so you know when you think about the roi when you think about the prioritization when you think about being around family environments all of these considerations. But I don't, like when I had those two kids, I didn't know it was going to work out. I didn't know what my energies were going to be. You know, I was very reluctant for the second, to have a second child with my wife now. I got emotionally blackmailed and raped pretty much and, and went with it anyway. And it's the best decision I ever made. But you can't ever tell that at the time, guys. And this is the thing about decisions. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. The only way that we can, the only way that you are going to move forward, and this is the most important part of this presentation, is you've got to make a decision. Whatever it's going to be. Because if you stay in this loop here and you don't make the decision, every single day you don't make a decision, you waste time. Time, time you just do not have. And the longer you wait, the more regret you'll build. Do you know the number of times guys have joined us here in this brotherhood, turned around to me and said, I was thinking about joining seven months ago. And they are so annoyed that they didn't join seven months ago. And they've missed seven months. They could be seven months in. It's like when I waited two years for a perfect online business to go all in, right? I waited those two years. And I lost out in those two years and you can't ever get back. There's nothing you can get back. And I always think about it and I always talk about it because it's always going to be a regret. So that's decision making, guys. All right. So that's decision making. So here's kind of like some work to go away and do. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to break your fingers if you don't do it. This really has to be down to you to do. So I will schedule a post called um, um, decision making focus task. It will go up on Sunday morning at seven o'clock. 
set your alarm. Okay, so set your alarm on your phone for seven o'clock Sunday morning focus task. And I want you to think about, you can do anywhere between your top one to top five decisions. It's really up to you. Okay. And I want you to, um, and I want you to, I want you to understand why you made those decisions. Okay. And then I want you to, underneath it, write down the one decision you're stalling on and why. Okay. What's one decision that you constantly are thinking about that you are stalling on? And I want you to put in there the deadline to solve that problem is going to be by the end of next week. Okay, so what were the top one to five, anywhere between one and five decisions you've made and why did you make those decisions? Okay, then the decision that you're stalling on and then when you're going to solve, when you're going to make that decision and it has to be by the end of next week, okay, so that we move forwards with that decision. Some of them could be monumental decisions. Do you know what I mean? And what I don't want is an inbox of wives saying, why did you tell my husband to leave me? Right. So, like, don't blame me for your decisions. You are a fully grown human being. You make your own decisions. Right.